Address ECCFM 107.5. 107.5. You guys have heard, especially as of the 1st of July, we've heard about uh, the Poppy Act and uh, compliance issues and opting in and opting out. And uh, what does it mean? Lots of emails to and fro from a lot of companies uh, as well. And uh, some of us don't know what to make out of it, head or tail or whatever it is. But I've got a lady uh, on the line that's going to put us um, in the picture and make things clear for us. I'm talking about Michelle Kutsia as well and uh, very much qualified to speak to us about all of these things. Um, she's also um, uh, specialized in legal compliance related to work, which includes the Poppy Act as well as FICA compliance. And she consults for Bax Kaplan and Russell Attorneys. But it's my pleasure to introduce you to her. Let me quickly say hello to this lady. Melanie, welcome to LTC. Hi, hi, Marco. Good afternoon. It's, it's good to, to have you on board. And uh, I think I came across a post uh, where you explained so nicely uh, as well about uh, the Poppy Act. And uh, the, I think the internet has gone poppy crazy or poppy mad. <laughs> and um, just by means of introduction, maybe I'm not uh, doing it justice. Uh, maybe you can just give people a little bit of a background of who you are and then uh, we'll get into this Poppy Act. Thank you, Marco. And yeah, thank you for hosting me. Um, I'm an experienced attorney with 20 years experience and um, yeah, eventually into the legal compliance sphere about a year and a half ago and uh, there's obviously so much going on in respect of compliance all over the country um, amongst which obviously the Poppy and the Papia Act um, yeah, so that's pretty much my core business, and uh, I work and reside in Cape Town, and I've been extremely busy with with all sorts of companies and their topic compliance, mm. from dental to right through to hospitals, to travel agencies, to rental um, um, agencies, um, law firms. So I think businesses are definitely taking this seriously. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, before we get to to those uh, in terms of compliance, and I think a lot of people are being caught out, uh, which they shouldn't be because this thing has been around for a while. Um, it's just coming really into effect now. But be- before we get into those nitty-gritty and those details, maybe you want to tell people what the Poppy Act is about. What is it? So, Poppy so we, we either call it Poppy Act or Papia, which is an even shortened version of the Poppy Act, yeah. um, is, a, is, a, is an acronym for the Protection of Personal Information Act 4 of 2013. And there are some regulations which come together um, with or that you read together with the Act. Um, and, and that Act, as you said before, has been around since 2013, but it's only just um, become effective on the 1st of July. All companies and institutions had from June last year when it was promulgated to end of June this year to get themselves geared up. And in a nutshell, the long and the short of Poppy or Papia is that it contains the core principles in respect of people's data processing and sharing of that data. Um, there's never really been proper legislation in South Africa related to, you know, the lawful processing of data and and the lawful sharing of data. So we find the answers to 
to what is lawful and what isn't lawful or unlawful from the Poppy Act and regulations now. And uh, I, I see a lot of people sending out emails now as well. And uh, a lot of what we get, even when we receive those emails, people are telling you about uh, Poppy uh, and uh, opting in or out and, and uh, those type of things. And also, mm-hmm. it affects the normal man in the street as well. We'll get maybe a little mm-hmm. bit uh, on that uh, in regards to social media. But for just uh, to for us lay people that maybe don't understand in terms of the opting in or out process, how does it affect mm. us? Well, it's a very good question because, as you've said, we've all seen all these emails floating around. We've seen some messages on WhatsApp regarding groups and contact groups that we might be part of. We've even seen some references to opting in and opting out on the social media pages. So. To, to break it down into layman's terms, consumers have the right um, to decide whether they wish to receive marketing offerings via electronic means, such as emails, SMSs, WhatsApps, or via social media pages. So because we've always had that right, but we've never really been in a position to exercise that right, if we as consumers decide to request that our contact details be removed from an email list, for instance, there must be an option made available to us to opt out of that mailing list. So that is what an opt-out option means. Um, And it it relates more um, to the marketing emails and marketing WhatsApps and SMSs that you get, so direct marketing and canvassing. New customers, as of from the 1st of July onwards, obviously are all subject to Poppy and, and all have the right to decide whether when they engage with you as a business or an institution, whether they want to receive future marketing emails, mm-hmm. WhatsApps or SMSs. Mm-hmm. And in that regard, they will then effectively have an option to opt in to such service. So opting out is, is an option available to all databases as the marketing proceeds. And opting in is when you onboard a new member or a new customer or a client from as of from the 1st of July onwards. So effectively, it's the same thing. It's just that obviously you've got an existing database yeah. as a company or an institution, which you created and you built up up until the 1st of July. Yeah. And for that customer base or that membership base, you will then continue to, to send the emails, but you must allow for the option to opt out. Yeah. And then the new customers and members must opt in before you are allowed to send those messages or marketing and canvassing um, emails. So in effect, it's also putting some power in the hands of the individuals as well. But if we go back to what you're saying is that you've already opted in for a lot of the things in terms of marketing material when they've asked you those questions or sometimes when we get to end of uh, filling in forms, we tick those boxes and we forget about it. And we've then given permission for people to then contact us. But now what you are saying is we have the option now, not that we didn't have the option, but now strongly in our favor to say, listen, I don't want this anymore. Take me off your database. Do not contact me. And I think that uh, helps with a lot of these uh, spam calls and messages that you do get that you can have uh, that particular option. But also let's talk about social media. And I've seen in certain WhatsApp groups as well where people now would send you messages about um, uh, you got to give permission and all of this. But let's talk about 
that permission. Let's talk about when I have yeah. entered freely into conversations on groups, yeah. whether it's Facebook or WhatsApp. I've, I, as my, as myself, have said, I'm in this thing, and now yeah. all of a sudden you're wondering. But now, what are my rights and what do I do? You, could, yeah. you just just clear that up. I think this is probably a very easy explanation in regards to that. <laughs> yes, look, social media by nature is obviously an opt-in platform because you and I would look at certain business pages or entertainment pages, um, and it's up to us as the individual to either like and follow a particular page. So it's by nature, it's an opt-in. So when I click follow a page, then it means that I've opted in. I want to see what, you know, what happens on that page. And equally, I have the right to opt out at any point in time from that page by removing my, my follow. So with social media, and you know, it, it is not 100% correct and necessary for groups um, with big memberships to send out and posted, you know, the message yeah. um, to the members where they have to click yes or type in yes in the comments box because by nature, that person, if offended or if, you know, if annoyed or not really interested in following that page, could just unfollow that there page. What is important with social media is that information on the pages, like photographs, and um, email addresses and perhaps that type of personal mm. information that, that is available to the group at large, that type of information obviously needs to be addressed by the, by the group's uh, management. There's always a, you know, a yeah. group manager, yeah. um, and there needs to be very clear terms and conditions posted on, the, on the, you know, the landing page of that social media group. Yes, yes. Um, regarding the confidentiality of email addresses and contacting people, you know, directly. So each group needs to decide exactly what their terms are. Some groups, um, you know, don't allow email addresses to be visible. So it's really, you know, that's, that's how Poppy will, will uh, protect the members within a group. And if a member is not happy to remain in the group, yeah. then, of course, they can remove themselves. They have a choice. They have a choice. And it's quite easier yeah. in regards to your social media where you have yeah. control over that. It's not as if you've got to contact somebody who said, take me off. You can do that yourself. I want to ask, though, in the space that I am in, in the broadcasting space, um, where yeah. personal information flows to and throw what happens when somebody if they if they give their names if they give their personal information um how does that work uh because sometimes people want to be anonymous and we have to treat that very seriously but in terms of yeah. of willingly sharing your information um yeah. how does that work look um in terms of all organizations including yours the broadcasting organization or institution um and, and all other institutions not only just companies um but also institutions like churches and you know sports clubs and managing agents in complexes mm-hmm. um all institutions and businesses who deal with the collection of information from their members or from their clients and then share that information on now requires a set of rules so that anyone who willingly supplies contact particulars, particulars um, are able to check what gets done or what, what happens with that contact particulars, with that email address, with that telephone number. Yeah. So the first thing that everybody needs to do in that sphere, institutions, companies, um, 
and associations, they, they must set out rules, and we call those rules policy rules. Yeah. To be a policy drafted and implemented, setting out to any of the data subjects of that institution who willingly gives the telephone number or the name or contact particulars, what will be done with that? So it's important that um, institutions and companies don't just accept um you know, that the, the opt-in and opt-out or the consent form as the only compliance required in terms of poppy. Now, the first step always is to put together a set of rules which will apply to that institution or that organization. And from there, you would then develop a little consent that the particular person either needs to sign or send a message or an email to confirm that you can um, add their contact particulars to your database and what you will do with it, how long you will keep it for, mm. and when you will remove it. So... You know, it, it's interesting when people willingly supply their information, but they might be ignorant in respect of what they are supplying, yeah. why they're supplying that information, and what will be done with that yeah. information. And it's not the consumer or the member or the individual, you know, the public's responsibility to find that out. It's now the institution and the organization's responsibility to expressly okay. explain to the members and the clients and the customers why, what, and, you know, how it will be shared. So the, the onus to, to, you know, to clarify the way in which it's processed, what gets done with the telephone number, and how long it will be kept, isn't, it's not a mystery any longer. There's yeah. an obligation in terms of PAPIA for these institutions to put together written rules so that anybody who interacts with that institutional organization can quite clearly see. This is what happens. This is why you're collecting it. This is what you're going to do with it. Sure, that makes such a lot of sense. And uh, there's always the other side to this whole thing in terms of not complying. What are some of yeah. the consequences when you do not comply, especially when you uh, speak about uh, who's responsible to disseminate the, the information and make sure uh, that people's uh, p- uh, personal info is protected? What then would be consequential to not complying? Look, um, there are various um, risks involved with organizations and companies not complying, various, and various levels of risk. Sorry, the biggest risk, obviously, is, is, in my opinion, is financial risk. No company in today's day and age can afford an unnecessary penalty or alternatively um, a data breach which might lead to a customer or a client or a member's damages. You know, a good example of this is currently happening in America. There's this massive data breach that has happened on a huge scale. Um, and the hackers who's holding this database um, at ransom is, is insisting on ransom to the value of $70 million mm. worth of Bitcoin being paid for this database to mm. be released. Um, so your risk for companies, organizations lie in your cyber exposure, internet usage, email in, email interceptions, hackers changing banking details, all of that relates back to, you know, your, your popular requirements. It's your duty as an organization to ensure the safety of the information. Yeah. So, so the cyber risk, in my opinion, is the biggest risk, acute risk that exists for organizations and businesses because it's costly and people lose money if emails are hacked and intercepted and banking details are changed. And if you can't prove that you've got rules in place regarding emails 
and you've trained your your staff and employees um, what to look out for, what a malware, what what does a phishing email look like, what does a virus carrying email look like? Mm-hmm. You know, people are still clicking on these things, yeah. and and you know, so there's there's a lot of examples in South Africa as well where we've had some ransom attacks um, and some interceptions. So the risk in as far as cyber attacks um, got is a big risk um, for non-compliance in Poppy. If you comply with Poppy, you've got good IT rules in place, you've trained your employees, you all understand what gets done with the details and the information, the risk is mitigated. Okay, that's the first risk. The second risk is, of course, if you continuously utilize your members or customers' contact particulars irresponsibly and disrespectfully after you've been requested to remove a number, you still phone. You still email. You don't actually take it seriously. A complaint can be lodged at the information regulator's offices. There is a statutory process that is followed. Um, There will be an investigation then done by the information regulator in as far as your policy rules are concerned and who didn't follow the policy rules and why it's not being checked by the information officer within the institution. And there could be some serious penalties levied if it's found that you simply just choose to um, to deal with your client base ignorantly. And that's danger. A lot of institutions and companies and organizations are saying, well, it doesn't really apply to me. We're a small business. We're a small organization. We're not going to pay the fee to get someone to do all the policies and the agreements and the consents. And that is the wrong approach because in the long run, people uh, on the street, you know, as well as I do, people know about Poppy. They know they've got mm-hmm. rights. Mm-hmm. They're going to start lodging those complaints. Yeah. So it's better just to start working on something, at least, so that you get an understanding of it. So getting the rules together within the organization is the first step. Then they after all the, you know, the operational yeah. poppy documents and consents flow from there. So it's not a big project, but it's something that everybody needs to look at, especially from the IT side as well. Because yeah. we all see information and clients' information, our own information, our yeah. company's information on email, yeah. and that's dangerous. So the, this is such a much broader conversation, Melanie, and uh, I'm yeah. hopefully, hopefully I want to get you back online, and I, I can see such a lot of other moving yeah. parts in here and uh, while you were talking yeah. about even social media groups and I'm thinking that some of these groups have become quite big um, in number and uh, maybe we do not know how to uh, properly um, uh, protect ourselves in that regards as maybe those who, who have groups. I want to maybe talk into that uh, the next time and uh, just maybe making it even a lot more um, clearer to uh, the listeners and to the people. But for me, this was so interesting uh, in terms of where we're at. And uh, sometimes when we have new things or or supposedly new things coming up and people may just um, panic and say, oh, am I compliant or not? How does this affect me? I think this has put us uh, squarely into the picture as a great start to a bigger conversation. And I know your time is so precious, but I want to thank you. Uh, for giving it to us today and looking forward to subsequent conversations. Thank you, Marco. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, Is there any way that you would want people to contact you? I don't know if it's compliant. I'm just asking. Um, uh, Maybe maybe I'll keep your details if they want to contact you. I'll let them know. Yeah, if they want to contact um, you, you keep my details. I give you permission to (laughs) share my email address and my telephone number 
with people who make inquiries regarding poppy. No problem. Okay, there we go. So I'm just making sure uh, I, I'm compliant this side. <laughs> Melanie, such a pleasure. Uh, we'll chat again sometime or other. Thanks, Marco. Okay, thank you. Till next time. Cheers. Bye-bye. Changing lives for good. CCFM 107.5.